Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Goza Goodspeed, and you're listening to me on You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast yet again. Yet again. Yet again! Hello and welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast about bands and artists from around the world and little heard songs that we think you should really listen to. My name's Wayne, and with me tonight in the studio, as always, is Neil. Say hello, Neil. Hello. Rich isn't in with the studio with us tonight, but he's all the way across in Dudley. Say hello, Rich. Hiya. Very nice. <laughs> and that, that sardonic laugh you can hear there is our very good friend, all the way down on the south coast somewhere, is Goza. Say hello, Goza. West Country. Uh, hello. Hello, I'm Goza. Hello West Country again. Massive. That's it, West Country. Ah. Welcome back, Goza. I feel hello. like I've had you on the podcast about 15 times. <laughs> I feel like I've been on the podcast 15 times. Mm-hmm. Everyone's probably sick of the sound of my voice, but hey, I'm back, baby. I'm back again. I think, I think we can officially call you a friend of the show now, can't we? Oh, that's so average. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've come to regard you all as people I met, as to yeah. quote Red Dwarf. Yeah, come to regard you haven't even met us. acquaintances. Yeah. <laughs> people I've no, spoken to. Yeah, people I've spoken to about 15 times on a podcast. <laughs> right, anyway, so let's not digress. Let's let's move along. As always on the show, we start the show with the head-to-head, the three-way head-to-head, uh, where we bring songs that people have been emailing to us and uh, that we really like. At the end of that round, Goza will judge who is the winner this week. Currently, the scores are I'm on four. Rich is on three and Neil is trailing on one. What? At yes. the moment, yes. So, uh, what song are you bringing this well, week? Well, I'm on one. What am I on? What am I on? Three. Three. What are you on? Four. What are you all on? <laughs> yes, that's that's the current scores at the moment. So, what song are you bringing this week now? I am bringing Dawn Departure by Cube. Very good. What song are you bringing, Rich? I can't fucking remember. Hold on. Something that's... by The Shaker Him. Yeah, oh, bringing, yeah, that's good. You bring, you're bringing <laughs> The Heart of Some by The Shaker Him. That's right. I am bringing Electric Neon Clouds with their song Elemental. And once well, we've had a good chat about those, and you'll hear the, all the songs in there in their full order we move on then to Goza's first song well Goza will judge who is the winner after that we then move on to the first round that Goza's bringing a song for you are bringing a Hidden Masterpiece Hidden Masterpiece that's right yes you are what song are you bringing for the Hidden Masterpiece Goza I'm bringing a song called Flesh by David Gray yes you are yes very you good. are very good. David Gray of Babylon so, fame 
Yes, we'll move on to that in a little while. Talk all about that. Then you'll be bringing a forgotten classic. What forgotten classic are you bringing, mate? Forgotten classic. Ouch. Uh, I I never forgot this classic, but it's Born of Frustration by the band James. Very good, very good. We then move on to the... It's a Johnny musical challenge mode, girl, I forgot. He, he missed he missed his cue. I set him up and everything and missed his <laughs> fucking cue. Last time, I think Neil challenged Rich. I challenged Rich to bring the music of... Black, Black Midi. Midi, yes. Black Midi. What song are you bringing, Rich? So fuck knows. It was ages ago. I should have done this last week. <laughs> you are bringing the Black Midi version of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I listened to that and, too. Oh yes. yes. And then and then we'll uh, we'll talk all about Black Media and what that corresponds with and all the rest of that bullshit with that. And then we move on to the artist spot legged, which will be brought this week by Goza or Goza Goodspeed. Hey, hey. What song are you bringing for the artist spot like Goza? Well, you know, it was a matter of some debate at this end, but I think there's an there's an underloved. So my, all my songs are underloved, but this one is particularly underloved. It's called "The Key Broke Off Cleaning the Lock." It's from my last EP. Very good, and we'll get into that, and we'll talk all about you and what you've got going on your end and all the rest of it. Oh, uh, I can't wait. The show. I love um, talking about myself. Have we got any news, anybody? Or is there anything that we need to talk about now? Went to see Avengers Endgame the other day. Oh yeah, yeah Daenerys Iron Man dies. Spoilers! You can't just <laughs> can't just drop a fucking a, a bomb like that, Neil. You got to shout spoilers first. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's the idea. Well, this this is three weeks. That's how you lose listeners. <laughs> but the, the spoiler ban's been officially lifted by Marvel. You can say what you want now. That's true, actually. Uh, very good. I can't believe I know that. But have that's we got any, <laughs> uh, uh, Richard, have we got any podcast news? Is there anything uh, anything brewing in the world of the podcast? Um, this week's artist of the week is yeah. This week's artist of the week has been Brian P. Matheny. I like his music. Have you listened to him, Wayne? I know. That's the end of that conversation. Moving on. <laughs> I know because you didn't even bother to ask me. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, I know for Brian. A fact you haven't listened to it, Neil. I haven't. No. <laughs> sorry, Brian. It's been a very long. <laughs> That's week. how we lose listeners. <laughs> your, yeah, your enthusiasm for music is palpable on this show. <laughs> I, I, will, I will edit that so it sounds like I've listened to him every day, and I love his music so much that I've bummed so, off it and, and done everything. <laughs> So, so uh, yeah, he's he's a decent artist. You should check him out. It's his website, brianpmathony.com. He's on Spotify. He's probably on other things as well. Check him out. He's good. Good. Very good. 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 I, I, well, that's it then. I think we're ready to move on then. That's, that's the quite first a, round. That's quite a short... In, yeah, so, it really so, is. So we're going for our first round, which yeah. is our... Noggin to noggin round. We move on to the head-to-head round. Neil should go first as he's trailing. No, I should go first because I won last time. Totally up to you. So I shall go first. So I must do everything Wayne wants to fucking do. Well, you know, that's normally the way it works, isn't it? The winner goes first and then whoever's second and then third. It's normally the person who's trailing goes last. So it's like the, the most memorable one when we come to it. So you're going to listen to my song now, which is Elemental by the Electric Neon Clouds. Enjoy.
That was my song, Elemental, by the Electric Neon Clouds. This is one of the guys who emailed us. They are ENC, which is Electric Neon Clouds, our brothers, Jeremy, Tommy, and Alex Cornelia. <laughs> and they formed in 2018. I love this. It's really upbeat. It's got a lovely 80s vibe to it that I think is brilliant and it could like end pretty much every 80s teen movie. And I, I thought about doing this over some trailers, but I think that this song could end pretty much any 80s teen movie. Chuck anyone at me. Ferris Bueller, he could end that. Breakfast Club. End that. Predator. No, that's not an 80s teen comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually seen it, you know? What, Predator? I thought I just said it, 80s movie. You've Sorry, never seen I Predator. I've seen Predator. I said, I said The Breakfast Club. You know, he said Predator. <laughs> no, no, I didn't get You've never seen Breakfast Club. I watched Breakfast. it when I was okay. a teenager. Uh, I, absolutely, I, I absolutely adore this. I find it really uplifting. Die hard. <laughs> uh, it's really uplifting. My it's man, really... Old Street. Uh, yeah, that's a teen Pop comedy. five. <laughs> Uh, anyway. David does Dallas. <laughs> oh, that's there's a classic well, for well, you. Animal Farm. Legend. There's, there's two. There's two there. Oh, really, Rich, that it's not God. David does Dallas because David does Dallas isn't a teen comedy. The cartoon. Surprise, surprise. And it's from the seventies. So take that. Oh, there you anyway, go. Anyway, yes, really love know. this song. Really, really love this song. Let's start with you, Rich. What do you think of this? Ah, uh, you know what I think about it. Uh, 80s synth. It's like I almost chose it to piss you off, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> the way I look at eighties. This this is typical eighties electric power pop. It reminds me of Billy Joel a bit um, in parts. I think the, the synthesizer in the eighties. It was first generation. It was it, it wasn't good, but it was a, a vision of something that could be. And I think if you're a teenager or growing up in the eighties, you're going to like that sound because. It's a nostalgia trip for you, but it is not good. And I think in this day and age, with where synth has come and how far it's gone, I don't see why we need to devolve back to that sound. It's 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 not for me. I, I appreciate you know their creativeness, their their art artistry. I think if they chose different sounds and different synthesizer sounds, they could have made a decent well, what I, I would consider decent music. But I just don't like that sound. Goza. <laughs> Moving uh, swiftly along. Well, yeah. Uh, I actually, I thought it was quite well crafted. Um, I was getting a bit of a video game vibe off it as well. In at, at times, I thought it was the kind of thing that could have yeah, soundtrack soundtrack to video game. You know, yeah, almost that, yeah. like I just like a shoot 'em up or something like that. That's what I was mm. thinking about. I don't know why, but I quite liked it. I thought it was well put together, and um, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't feel an urge to revisit it, but I I enjoyed it in the moment, and yeah, probably a little bit like Richie. It's not entirely my my genre, but I admired the effort that's gone into it for sure, and can see what they're getting at. Cool, Neil. I absolutely loved it. I um, yeah, it's a sort of eighties electro synth is my thing really, and it quite it kind of shouldn't be, but it is. No, hmm. I, I just thought it was great. I thought it was a really good fun. Lively, upbeat song. Um, the lyrics aren't groundbreaking in it. Well, no, it's a pop but, song, isn't but it? But then, yeah. when we get onto my song, where the lyrics consist of uh, "Mind the gap," <laughs> then you know I, I can't really talk. So, but you know, it, 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 the lyrics did what they needed to do. Like you say, it's a pop song. It was good. There was. I felt like when I heard it, I'd heard it before though. There was something, yeah. There was there was, there was something lots about and it. lots of times. Yeah, there, there was there was something specific where I felt like I'd heard it before, and I played it to Rachel, and straight away she said, uh, "Kids in America." Only yeah, the, I can only, see that. only the beat yeah. behind it, the yeah. back, the back beat. But once you once you get that, you can't mm. unhear it. it. It is like the 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 sort of back 
tempo of uh, of kids in America underneath. I it, thought, but that, I thought that's though, a thing. that it's self consciously referential to all these other things, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's that it's very deliberately put together. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of effort gone into those choices that they've made. I'd definitely be interested in hearing what else they've gotten up to and what yeah, else they will get up to. They are a really good band. I've listened to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you say it, album or their EP that's on Spotify, but listen to it a fair few times. I, this was a song I chose because it's really upbeat, and I wanted to bring mm. an upbeat song compared to the other stuff I've been bringing, which has been sort of mid-range, and it hasn't really gone that way. And I just wanted to bring an upbeat synth song, which, which is what this is. But for all the uh, for all the 80s synth references, he, he, he did have a very sort of modern take on it, mm. I thought. It was, it was an old sound brought up to the present. I just want to state for the record that um, I don't dislike the song. I don't dislike the uh, the lyrics. I don't dislike the what, what what they've done. I just don't like the sounds that they chose to use, and that ruined it for me. Okay. I the, the <laughs> other thing I really like. So it's a good well. it's a good song. It's a good song. It's just yeah. Not for you. No. The other thing I really like is some of the lyrics remind me of Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, elemental, love so strong. And, Earth, know, wind, fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah it is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it reminds me of Captain Planet. I can see Planet. that, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I absolutely adore it. Um, I think the synths are brilliantly layered. Like I say, I really want to bring an upbeat pop song, and I really love its pace. It doesn't sort of faff around. It starts at a decent tempo and keeps it going and keeps it going and, and adds more layers. And I thought it was great from the minute I, I heard it. So that's why they're my choice this week. So we move on to Rich. Hello. Tell us about your song, Rich. Okay, so the the song that I'm bringing is called The Heart of Some and it's by a band called The Shaker Hymn. So this is The Heart of Some. There's a well behind Hearts of some, it's a distant call. A quiet hum, and it's with us while we sleep. It's the sweetness which we keep. Never feels the need to beat upon its chest. They'll sing blood from blood and stone from stone. They've 
the hard song by the shaker him the shaker him are five piece alternative rock band from cork ireland having known each other since childhood the catalyst for what would become the shaker him was a two-month american excursion early in 2012 having released their first album rascals antique in 2014 the shaker him are preparing to release their second album do you think you're clever for april 2016 well that was a while ago yeah you need that to update your boyo lads I thought you said that boyo is a bit old then I don't know why but... <laughs> like you'd turn Welsh that boyo is a bit old isn't it uh, yeah. so uh, don't, you, you should definitely edit that out by the way Welsh people will be outraged <laughs> by what I just sorry, you, sorry you said it I don't care apologies to all the Welsh people out there because I love you oh right why, why did you choose this song Rich because I liked it can you elaborate and because you because you two chose two pathetic people Pieces of synth pop, and this was definitely going to win. <laughs> and I'm it's an amazing I'm, I'm, song. I'm nodding, I'm nodding my head. And it's that an make, amazing song. Right, let's that's start real, with... That's real good podcasting when you're nodding your head I, to I, someone. I, you want to see the other stuff I do? In the, you know, it's just blank air. It's because I'm writing shit down. That's what it is. Um, let's start with you guys. What do you think of this? I uh, really liked it. Unsurprisingly, I suppose, because it's yeah. sort of like, much more up my alley. I really liked the lyrics. Instantly, it reminded me of Rufus Wainwright. Yeah, and sounds nothing numerous, like Rufus Wainwright. The, and the duets that he's done with his sister as well. So to me, it, maybe it sounds nothing like that to you, but to me, that's what it evoked almost immediately. I haven't heard the duets with his sister. Well, then shut up and let me talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was well-crafted. I thought it was evocative. And it, I came back to this song and listened to it again because I enjoyed it so much the first time. So there you go. Good stuff. W- uh, liked it. We'll explore and try and find find more from this artist. <laughs> Neil? Uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, very good. It, you know, it's um, a kind of singer-songwriter type genre. Sort of thing I could imagine you putting out, goes. It's um, a little too delicate for me, but yeah, you you know, maybe. You know, sort of singer-songwriter type of genre. If, if, if there was a wheel It's that kind of singer-songwriter shit that I put out. Is all you <laughs> yeah, 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 getting at. yeah. <laughs> you folky bastard, you. Yeah, yeah. That's it, there was, absolutely. Um, How dare they? They spend time and attention on their lyrics. I, I liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a lovely, sort of about halfway through, there's a lovely sort of really ethereal, I think it's a slide guitar that comes in, that put me in mind of it. It reminded me a bit of Wicked Game, that kind of thing, like a very gentle mm. guitar that sort of just sweeps in. It's it's very noticeable because it's, it's just there in that one bit of the song. And I think that's the thing, there's a lot of minimal instrumentation used throughout. There's, it's like a really sort yeah, of Yeah, it's quite delicate. Piano, yeah, very delicate. It's like a, a very sort of pronounced piano right at the end that you kind of you don't notice until right at the end, but it's probably been there mm. from the start. But 
everything just feels perfectly crafted, like it knows mm. what he wants to do when it's he wants well, to do it. It's very well. It's well produced, basically, Definitely, as, yeah. a, as well, and that really, really helps. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the same as you guys. I find it's it's a very nice contemporary folk folk song. I I found it, it had shades for for me personally. I found it had shades of Noah and the Whale. Some of the the choices in the way it's put together and the way it's produced. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's a brilliant thing. I find, I thought it was really simple and it was really expansive at the same time, which yeah, is a very that's, difficult that's a thing to do. Comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really yeah, difficult yeah. thing to do, to make something sound very simple, but when you listen a bit harder, it's very layered. I think it has a fantastic melancholy undertone to it as well, mm. you know. I, that's that's one of the things that, that did in in anime to this song. So yeah, that's me. I also thought it reminded me a bit of uh, when I was listening to it. Do you remember my Christmas selection? I forget. Oh yeah, yeah, name. yeah. Alcoholics. Uh, no, cocaine Christmas and alcoholics in the year. Yeah, I was getting a bit of yeah. that from it. Yeah. yeah, it reminded me a bit of them. I can't. For, I can't for the life of me remember what they're called. And I can't. I don't even know if they're still playing music. I can't remember their name either. But I tell you what, I love that song too, and I passed that along to a bunch of people at Christmas time who I knew would appreciate it so yeah i know exactly what you're saying uh, right then let's move on to neil's song okay my song is dawn departure by q
So that was Dawn Departure by Cube. This was one of the the artists who contacted us. Um, I was listening to some stuff randomly while I was at work one day, and I came across this. Um, yeah, I didn't really know what to make of it to begin with. It was like I kind of put it on, and um, he straight away greeted with what sounds like sound effects from a tube station, and I'm kind of like, it that's got my what attention. it was. It got my attention straight away. I was like, this is different. This is something that I haven't heard on any other track that anybody sent over to me before. Change so all of a sudden. That that sort of that sort of melted away and kind of came into this sort of really ethereal sort of soundscapey type thing. That really, I mean, um, it put me in mind of the Blade Runner soundtrack, which I absolutely love. So I think that's why I, I loved it straight away. It was sort of very um, Vangelis. That's yeah, Vangelis. Yeah, can we clear this up? Hang on. Is it Vangelis or is it Vangelis? I think it's whatever you want it I'd to be. I'd say Vangelis. It's Van. I, it's, uh, I'm, 13, I'm 39 and I've heard people call it Vangelis and I've for 39 years I've called it Vangelis I'll, I'll go with Vangelis right okay Rich what Van, do you reckon Vangelis if you're listening to it uh, I'm finished sorry I just no I'm just <laughs> what, oh, I'm sorry what was, oh sorry what was his, what was yeah, his opinion yeah. on Vangelis is it, is it Vangelis or Vangelis <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you got fed up with me no, talking no 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 God no <laughs> it's, it's pronounced is it Vangelis Van Gogh or Van Gogh Van Gogh yeah. <laughs> Van Gogh yeah. don't care who's only got Van Gogh Van <laughs> yeah, so, um, so yeah, yeah, I, on, I, I listened to Dawn Departure, um, and straight away I kind of, um, well, I, I, I sort of had a look at the um, the whole uh, album listing on uh, on YouTube, and I could see that there was reference to various different underground lines, and, and uh, I kind of listened through to the whole album. There's a it's a six track six track album, uh, and basically uh, I, I, I straight away got that. Um, these are pieces of music that were inspired by different tube journeys, and I think I, I just I loved it so much because I could relate to it. So the um, the, 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 the tracks on the album cover like uh, sort of different periods of time. Like there's one set during a rush hour. That there's, there's one about somebody who's finished work and he's sort of on his way home, and the, the music sort of designed to capture the. Uh, the emotion that you know you're feeling, experiencing that, uh, and the one I've chosen, Dawn Departure. It's it's the first track and the one I could relate to the most because I've, I've done many a, a tube journey through London early in the morning when I've been half asleep, and straight away the music sort of took me back to that place. And to me, that's if music does that to you, it's it's connected with you in some way. So I think that, that's why I had to bring it. It just it just connected with me. Cube actually emailed me and um, told me a little bit about what the song was about. So. Um, I'll tell you what he said, uh, which is pretty much what I got from it. So it's the the, the track sort of captures um, a person arriving at the station early in the morning. Um, that's where you hear all these uh, mind the gap uh, underground noises and stuff. They're walking through the underground tunnels. In the distance is the sound of buskers. So you hear the violin and the flute. And then the music builds into the chaos of the underground station and the journey on the tube. The piece at the end with the harsh drums and traffic is the person walking along the road to their place of work, something that they've done hundreds of times before, and you want it to feel like it was a drudge, and the music reflects that feeling. The footsteps at the end um, shows them arriving at their office. Um, and I've never, I've never commuted for work through through London, so I couldn't really relate to it in that way. But yeah, just doing that early morning journey when you're half asleep and you're just like, yeah, I don't really know where I am at the moment. But yeah, he just, he just struck a chord with me. Very good. Who's going to tear this apart mm. first? Let's start me. With Right, I've spent the last few months, day in, day out, in London, going on the tube from Illenden to wherever, and um, this did none of what you just said, Neil, for me, none of it at all, not not even a little bit. 
It was the last thing that it did. What it did do was it made it. It, it was somehow they, they managed to put five five tunes into one. You got your first part, which is um, I, I've actually I didn't I'd note all this down, but that they've gone, so I'm just going by memory. The first part reminded me of the game Doom or something like some sort of first person shooter, where you're going around shooting people. It started off quite um, before it got into that. Though, it started off quite uh, chariots of fire, if you know what I mean, and then. The second part is like, I think it was the second part, something else, like another, like a, a, the ending of a film, you know, it's, it's a, a happy ending type thing. Then you got the third tune, which reminded me of um, Mortal Kombat. And it was, I just imagine. Oh, it I definitely Mortal know the Mortal Kombat bit you're talking about, yeah. And then the fourth bit, there's, I can't remember now, there's so many layers to it. But it, it just wasn't one tune, it was lots of tunes mixed into one. I want to dislike it, and after listening to it about ten times, I do like it, I, do, I, do, I, I would go back to it. But I, I think they've missed a trick there, they could, they could have made an album, made, made each section a bit longer. He, he has, there's and, six tracks to it. <laughs> Let's listen to it all. Yeah, but that that, that there's, there's four tracks in that one song. Mm, I liked it. I did like it. I did like it. I did like it. I just thought it was um. It confused one, you. One tune. Yeah, it confused the fuck out of me. Well, you obviously haven't got what it takes to beat the cube, Richie. <laughs> it's fucking uh, that's that's what you wanted me on the pod for. It, I'm it happy is, to that's deliver. Exactly it, yeah. You know, exactly. you want shit puns? I'm bringing it. Probably uh, you two related. Yeah, absolutely. I've got lots of those, but you've probably got more if I remember rightly. Um, anyway, anyway, I I kept I, I was a bit sidetracked by this. Or I, I was a little bit startled by it because I kept waiting for the massive beat to kick in and and for it to just turn into a sort of like pumping techno track because it seemed to take <laughs> forever to get going but it's like my musical conditioning just said to me okay any minute now that massive beat is going to drop and it's going to be kind of hands in the air style uh, and, and just take off but that's not what this piece of music is at all and so I, I quite like that i definitely got the soundtrack style vibe that we were talking about um and like richie i started off thinking oh god this is not going to be a bit of me at all because it just seemed to take forever to get somewhere that's how i initially felt and then i realized kind of what they were going for and what the what the whole point of the exercise was it was was to almost be this it's vignettes of different different pieces of music um so it's like a patchwork isn't it, it really uh, is. yeah and i, I yeah, like richie i came to uh, quite appreciate it in the end so yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure that i'll go back to it a lot but uh i certainly appreciated all the effort that went into it and and also not being a commuter i i felt like it adequately put me in that place do you know what mm. i mean yeah, uh, it, it um, did I'll that for me for sure. Uh, well, just going back to what you just said about it, um, you, you, you felt like it should have built up. There is part of the, in it that I thought sounded a lot like Sash, and I right. felt that as well. I felt it was going to go oh, somewhere, yeah, yeah, I know and what then you mean. yeah, I was getting a bit of that. And just and just when it, it should go somewhere, yeah, like it's going it to peak t- any moment, yeah. It, it decides it's not going to go there. It's going to go somewhere else instead and then start yeah. all over again with a different tune. Fuck me, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he's trying to subvert your expectations there and he definitely it did that. Did that. Definitely I'm not, did he that. completely sidelined side-line me. I mean, I, I kind of spent the first sort of two or three minutes thinking, what is this? 
Yeah. And I found I actually quite liked it. Uh, I was I quite just, surprised you brought it, Neil, to be honest. It, it really isn't my kind of thing normally, but I, I, I just... I listened to that, and I listened to the next track on the album. Before I knew where I was, I'd listened to, to the whole the whole album. It, it's my soundtrack for work now. I just love it. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. I, That's great. I absolutely fucking love this. I think it is an absolute behemoth of a song. I think that he hits every note that he's aiming to. You, It is a journey from start to finish, you know, and the transitions take you from station to station, from, you know, walking into the tube to walking out. It is... You said to me before we recorded... Uh, after we recorded the last one, you said, one next song I'm bringing is really avant-garde. Yes, this is avant-garde, but I think it's fucking brilliant. And this is what this show's about, bringing something like this. You know, yeah, it reminded remind me of a much, much less commercial um, public service broadcasting. Have you heard their stuff? No, I haven't. No? I'll, I'll no, go and really check it out, though. Might be a bit specialist. Basically, they, they use lots and lots of sort of historical, uh, old kind of news clippings and narrations and things like that. Mm. Um, and and patch them all together to create these to create songs, but they have very clear hooks and very clear kind of um, melodies, uh, and they're going for something a bit more obvious. But this was not obvious at all; it was the opposite of obvious. I, I really like the prog nature of this as well. The recycle mm. riffs he uses mm. throughout. There's just three or four. Uh, keynotes because it isn't exactly the same when he repeats there is a build up it's a very subtle build up but there is a a build up there Uh, I think yeah I I think I just think it's brilliant I mean this guy's obviously got a love for Jean-Michel Jarre and Robert Miles and definitely got a love for Kraftwerk the the way it's it's all I didn't get any sash from it it wasn't that far forward, if I'm honest, you know, it's um, a bit more underground, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, very good. Uh, I'll be here all week. I, I'll be honest, I think this is my favorite song of the week. I think this is fucking brilliant now. It's 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 oh, absolutely fine. So, uh, I like this. On. I, 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 just say, I, I, I like this kind of thing, as you know. I brought that Tristan Eckerson uh, piece, which he was doing the same kind of thing, just on the piano. And um, I do like it. I just want to say that I do like it. Because from what I've said, I, I sounded a bit muggled. You sounded less <laughs> negative yeah. than you did about the electric neon dreams. No, I definitely don't like that. <laughs> After you went back and stated that you did like it. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm getting confused here, mate. You can give me hot and cold signals. Okay, I like the song, but they've done it wrong. <laughs> Could you do better? <laughs> yes. Right, so. Right, so we move on to the all important question anyway. Goza, good speed. You are judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, I wonder which song. Yeah, I wonder which song. Well, yeah, I know. I, the, the thing is, right, it's obvious which song I lean towards because it's the kind of song that I would go back to and did go back to i really do appreciate though and that that's how you choose a song goes go with very the different songs <laughs> well yeah not that you're trying Cunt, to lead me i know what's gonna there. happen now i know what's yeah gonna happen. absolutely and so i'm picking born of frustration wanker. by james no no, no uh... <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking choose it no he just called you a wanker <laughs> i'm uh, calling you a wanker wayne so... oh no no we... <laughs> Let's face it, no we're all wankers on this podcast. Um, <laughs> can, can I just say, if, no. you, if, you, if, you, if you pick Dawn Departure, you're going to have to shield your ears. Okay. Oh. The, and the winner is... Electric Neon... No, uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it's the hearts of some, because that was the really good. 
and I went back to it. Sorry, but I couldn't help my own proclivities. The, the, mate, there's no sorry. You, you, you know, your choice. <sighs> your heart's You're wrong, but it's your choice. I, you know? <laughs> I actually wasn't sure if he was going to choose me or Neil because I, th- I thought it was quite close. Yeah, it, well, I really, really appreciated the effort that went into John's departure, even though it, I, I couldn't no imagine effort. going back to it He's just done on computers. Just done on computers. No easy. effort at all. That's it. Just it's, it's a piece of cake, was it? This is this is why me and Neil really hate when Rich wins because he's not a gracious winner at all. All <laughs> 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 uh, right. Well, congratulations, Rich. Uh, the scores are yes. four four one now. You're tying, aren't you? Uh, mate, I honestly thought you had this this week. I thought I thought Gozer had some integrity and, and really enjoyed. To be honest, if you'd have won this week, you'd have won this week, Neil. I'd have uh, happily, yeah. I'd have Shit happily in a hat and worries. It, 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 it was a good tune. It is, it is a fantastic tune. But it didn't fucking win, did it? So fuck no, you. No, it didn't, no. So now we move on to the... Uh, right, so we move on to the hidden masterpiece now, which is this week brought by our special guest, Goes a Good Speed. What hidden masterpiece are you bringing? I'm bringing a song called Flesh by David Gray. All right, tell us all about it. How did you find it? What do you think is a hidden masterpiece? Well, many, many, many years ago, I got in through the fence at Glastonbury with my best friend. and We had a couple of guitars with us and a couple of bags of whiskey and beer. And a dodgy Welsh bloke showed us where to go. We paid him a fiver and we dropped down near the nearest stage in the sun. And this geezer sort of strolled out with his guitar and started playing Babylon. And it was David Gray. And... It was really good. He did a brilliant set. And so I went back and uh, obviously I'd been hearing Babylon on the radio that summer, but I decided to go back and listen to all his other stuff. And I felt like a lot of his other stuff was I could really empathize with. It was extremely angry and passionate and quite sort of bare bones. And particularly that album, that album, which is called Flesh, is very he's he is angry there and he wasn't getting anywhere you know and he felt like he was hitting his head against a brick wall and he had various issues with um his own his own in his own life and everything else and it's just a really stripped down angry but quite beautiful song it's quite ultimately quite hopeful i think obviously a lot of people only know david gray as the babylon guy and probably have since subsequently written him off as as a certain thing but he is someone who has constantly pushed himself in lots of different directions and he is someone who's written some amazing songs and a lot of those amazing songs were written before he became famous and it's worth looking at some of that early stuff because it's there's a lot of really raw emotional authentic stuff on there that will probably help you appreciate his later output more very good right let's start with Rich. Absolutely nothing but love for this bloke. I had so much sex to him. <laughs> Back in 2002, 2003, I was seeing a guy, I'm not going to mention a name, but it rhymes with stick, Sticktoria. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was living, I was, I was still living with my mum and we, I used to put some, put the, some music on to disguise the sounds. <laughs> it didn't work, but we put it on anyway. And for some reason, his, his album was all I listened to for a year, so yeah. I honestly thought you were going to finish that sentence with you're, his album you're talking... was, a, was a panty loosener. That's what I thought you were going to so you're Did saying help. what? 
Uh, that was White Ladder. That's the album. I can't remember. Yeah, this is the one. That's the album that. Yeah. That's the album that Babylon was on. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been that one. Yeah. Two thousand two. That sounded about right, wouldn't it? There's yeah. some quite downbeat songs on that album. Uh, just it's just quite an amusing choice to. Uh, <laughs> like, it's hardly Barry White. You know what I mean. <laughs> I just didn't listen. It's not like we was listening to it. I mean, oh, I see. Yeah. It's just I wasn't right. using it as a pacemaker. <laughs> Are you sure? I, I, I use my own metronome. I see. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I use my <laughs> I use my own inner metronome. I create my own pace. I don't need the music. It's just there. To, it's just there as a disguise. But yes. I love how you've what? managed to make the word metronome sound rude somehow. You know, <laughs> you get me metronome, man. Metronome, yeah. baby. You're, you're, you're yeah. Oh, metronome! Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> I'm going to rub my metronome all over your face and everywhere. <laughs> nice. You'll be in the studio soon. Goes and the the producer will go. Do you need a metronome? You go. Don't you fucking talk to me like that? Yeah. <laughs> this ha- this happens every time. Goes. Has only happened on the Christmas episode. I said. What well, you tell sex stories? Now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What, was the, tell, what was the last? You were, us, you were telling a story about a girl who was allergic to peanuts who you gave oh, yes. peanuts to during coitus. <laughs> so, so the way this works But it's fine because you had an EpiPen. So the way this yes. goes is David Gray loosens girls' panties and goes a good speed loosens uh, Richie's inhibitions. That's basically the way it goes. <laughs> it's the circle of life. Uh, right, yeah. Neil. Neil, what did you think? I liked it a lot. Um... I think, yeah, what's not to like about David Gray? I like what I've heard of David Gray. I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I don't dislike him at all. But uh, I kind of know him more for the Babylon era, White Ladder, that kind of thing. And so I thought I better, you know, kind of part part of our our remit for this round is to judge whether the song's a hidden masterpiece or not. So I thought I I better sort of have a look into the song and see how well known it is. And the first thing that I thought was, oh, it's a title track off an album. I thought if it's a title track off an album, it can't be a hidden masterpiece, surely. But then I started to delve a bit bit more and, you know, discovered that David Gray didn't really get noticed and was actually getting quite frustrated in the run-up to to White Ladder, which was his first commercial success. So anything really pre that by David Gray, he's a a hidden masterpiece. Not Um, a lot of people know that song and they certainly don't associate it with him. Anything off that album is probably a hidden masterpiece. In fact, that that, that, that album is probably a hidden album. Yeah, maybe, yeah. In fact, moving on from that, I looked at singles he'd released uh, and he did release a single off the first album he he did and uh, possibly a non-album album track after that but he didn't release any singles from this album this was his second album yeah and he was he felt like he was banging his head against the brick wall yeah. at that I've, time. Got, I've got, I've got and, some uh, facts about it that it was actually. kind of the typical second album syndrome <clears throat> I mean, as you know I absolutely bum off you too uh, and their second album October cheers mate I bum off you too <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> their, their, their second album October you know before they they really really became the um, sort of musical behemoth they are now October's a phenomenal album but you know, people who aren't U2 fans will have never have heard of it. True, um, true yeah, too. I, I, I liked it a lot. What the fuck's a behemoth? This means massive. Giant creature. Yeah. I thought, isn't that a behemoth? Yeah, behemoth, behemoth. I was going to get oh, into I that as well, extreme. you know. It's, it, it, Same difference. Haven't we already had an entire discussion about how to pronounce a word uh, on this podcast once? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, right, so, I've got a few facts for we've, you. We've already talked the, the, about that. The behemoth, behemoth. that is Van Vangelis. That's, that's it. That's right. it. So you've, you've both uh, 
both both Neil and Gozer have spoke at length about David Gray and his uh, rise to success. So, originally from Manchester, famous for his 1998 Step Out album, White Ladder. Right. It, so, he released White Ladder in 1998 and he basically took four years to reach the album chart. So, he released the album in 1998. It didn't chart. Then he released it again in, in 2000 and he got to number 69 in the album chart. Then he released it again in 2000. Uh, in August of 2001 and it got to number one then so persistence is the key here with David Gray I think this song is brilliant I love the sentiment of it you know uh, not giving up and you know don't give up and just keep putting putting some effort in put some flesh on it you know put some flesh it's on very the anti-commercialist as well yeah. you know it's a, it's a strong anti-materialist message in there as mm. well and I really like that the fact that you can't put a price on good art yeah, on the, real thing, art. the thing I got from from this David Gray song over like this year's love and Babylon and oh, Sail Away and those songs, he sings this so harshly compared to yeah, those songs. Yeah, he's angry. Yeah, there's no there's yeah. no pop sheen to this at all. It's it's, it's a very no. different sound, isn't it? To his yeah. commercial stuff. You know, like that's it. why I like it's it. It's angry folk. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's why I like yeah. it. It's because it feels like honest. It feels authentic. You wrote for our old band. Yeah. You know, it's like he got that sort of Thanks, Neil. angst. I'm taking that. Yeah. Cheers, my mum. <laughs> you know, it's very brilliant. Very passionate right, <laughs> uh, we digress. Us digress on a podcast. When, when has that ever happened? Right, is it a hidden masterpiece, Rich? Fuck yes. yes. Well, I was asking Rich first, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think it is as well, Neil. Yeah, it is a hidden masterpiece. This is a there you go. Sorry, I got a bit well. excited and blew me you, load. You, early, you, you, uh, you did, yeah. Was you listening to David Gray? <laughs> <laughs> he has that effect on people. He does. He certainly does. He's a beer moth. <laughs> <laughs> Is a beer moth like a moth who loves beer? That's what you said, wasn't it? No, that's what Neil, Neil, Neil it's said. It's a behemoth. Behemoth, yeah. Behemoth. He's a behemoth. Yes, right. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> digressing again. David yeah. Gray. Is that a female moth that wants a sex change? Oh, very good. David Gray's Flesh from the album Flesh from 1994 is a hidden masterpiece. Congratulations. Yeah. Are you two Woo-hoo! for two? No more coffee for me, Vicar. Are you two for two? <laughs> two with two episodes, two hidden masterpieces. I think you are, aren't you? I think so. I did Beck. Yeah, you didn't brought Beck, yeah. Beck last yeah, time. We all agree yeah. on that, yeah. I just bring out the big good. guns every time. Congratulations, <clears throat> two for two. Right, so, so now we move on. But will you deliver a forgotten <laughs> classic? What's going to happen? Right, so now we move on to the forgotten classic. Forgotten classic! Oh, right, so this week's Forgotten Classic is brought by our special guest, Goes at Good Speed. What are you bringing for a Forgotten Classic? Uh, I'm bringing Born of Frustration by James. Same again. Tell us all about it. Why is it a Forgotten Classic? Well, I, th- the whole, I thought the whole remit for the song was you bring something that was all over the radio when it came out, and then you haven't heard much or at all since that's, then. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the whole idea, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. for me, this song never went away because I'm a big James fan, and I just think this is a just a monumental tune but and I, I really love the all of the all of the lyrics in this as well and it just it's just an amazing tune but uh, it's catchy as well and it's got la la's and woo woos and all that kind of stuff but it's it just says so much so yeah i love it but almost always you're gonna hear sit down instead of this <laughs> yeah well she's a star yeah 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 yeah. or you know any any one of the the kind of like five big big hits that they yeah, that I they've feel, had i feel like neil is chomping at the bit so he's going last in this okay. round <laughs> <laughs> just consulting me notes that's all anyway i really 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 
really love this song. So. He sat up straight in the chair, and I just felt like he was just going to like pounce on the microphone. So, so he's going to go last. I'm going to make him wait. <laughs> uh, right, Rich. When this started to play, I immediately thought, "Oh, I love this U2 song," and then realised it, it's not a U2 song, and I should really listen, uh, read the emails that goes sends to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, but. You don't read the emails that you send to me, as we no. proved earlier on. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it, I thought, I thought it was U two to start off with because it's got a very typical U two sound about it. I, I think yeah, I, yeah, it took me straight back. I, I judge a getting classic, forgotten classic. Why is it a good tune? Has it not been played for a long time? Blah blah. You know, all the, and it ticks it all. It ticks all the boxes for me. It ticked all the boxes for me. Sorry, every single box up until about two o'clock this afternoon when it came on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I requested it. <laughs> Good. So, but saying that, though, it's the first time I've heard it on the radio for probably well over a year. Yeah, I haven't heard it on the radio for a long, long time. Right, so as as it happens with this section sometimes, you get the artist come through, like we had with that song that Lydia Callian brought. Remember that? Yeah. Swedish song. Peter, Paul and John, is yeah, it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about kids. Yeah, obviously I know James, but the, the song born of frustration young gold dudes or young yeah, dudes it, yeah. or something yeah. I, I know James but the, the song born of frustration it rung no bells with me at all and I put, put it on the minute it started I could sing along with it so right. it, it's one of those for, for me yeah it's been completely forgotten you know it, it, it was it was as soon as I started to play I was like yeah I, I get it going back to what you said Rich about the U2 sound I think it's the other way around. You two stole Manchester sound, and you know James and Happy Mondays and the Stone Roses. That's a Manchester sound, and and you two. You two's been going a lot longer than James. Yeah, surely. but they piggybacked off the back of them. <clears throat> they didn't yeah. always sound the same. Yeah, they, they piggy- Yeah, they've they, always been kind of musical magpies, haven't they? Yeah, they, they jumped off the back pieces. of this. You know, uh, now they just steal tacks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bono's coming on the, t- the show anytime soon, is he? <laughs> we, we don't fucking want him. Fuck him. Get on when your bike we, and fuck uh, off. <laughs> when, when we used to do the hidden masterpieces and things ourselves, before we way back in the day before guests, I wanted to bring uh, as a hidden masterpiece Waltzing by James. It's my favourite song of theirs. So I'll throw that in there. Quick, a few facts before Neil just goes off on his tirade. They formed in 1982, which was absolutely shocking to me because uh, I didn't realise they'd been around that long. They formed in 1982. Oh, that was the original three members before they brought the guy what's the guy's name I was meant to write it down what's the guy's name who's the lead singer of James don't know uh, well, him James they brought him, yeah. <laughs> if it's not James it's I'm very disappointed Brian something <laughs> no no um, the other fact that shocked me is they've sold 25 million albums uh, as of 2010 sorry that's, can that's I just ten... interrupt it's Tim Booth by the way who is the uh, lead yeah, singer of James okay. uh, they caught you the took attention. a while there you didn't know did you You've where, did, where did I get Brian from <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know where you got Sounds Brian good. from. Uh, they caught the attention of Tony Wilson, Factory Records, a gig at the Hacienda, uh, who offered them an album deal. And this song peaked at number five in the US. I didn't write it down where it peaked in the UK, so he must not have done very well. I don't think he did. No. But the one thing I think about this song, it captured the sound of the 90s from Manchester perfectly. And uh, yeah, cracking song. And I really enjoyed listening to this again and re- rediscovering it as well. Re- just, you know, this is a forgotten classic. Neil, yeah. So um, make a cup of tea now because this could be a while. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I don't know what to say about it really. It's, um, I love the song. 
uh, when he's very, we've said it already, he's very typical of that late, 80, uh, late 80s, early 90s. I was kind of getting like indie with a sort of new romantic overtone, you know, almost Duran Duran. I'm not in my head again. Of, yeah, it, it, it's sort of like, he really was a transition between sort of new new wave and, and indie. He, he captured that sound at that moment. I'd never, as Wayne said, uh, I didn't recognise the title. Obviously, you heard of James, now sit down and that kind of thing. When I stuck it on, instantly I thought I recognised it. But it was like, I was like, I'm not sure if I heard this song before i'm not sure if i heard this sound before so i went away and did a bit of research i played it to rachel as well who's far more she, she, she's, music she's savvy she's, yeah she's better at the forgotten classics than me she can remember more old music she, she, she'd never heard of it i went away and did a bit of research and found out he did actually perform quite poorly in the uk so i wonder if i have actually ever heard it before or whether it's just that sound that i've heard the only then i did i did notice it was uh, it was used on an advert so i thought ah, maybe that's where i've heard it but the adverts for an american hotel chain who haven't yet opened a hotel in the uk the first one's due to open it's in a london really weird song to use for an advert it is isn't it born yeah. of frustration yeah. but yeah. apparently it was used a, it's a, a an offshoot of the marriott hotel chain they're going to open their first hotel in the uk in 2020 in canary Wharf. <laughs> But so so it clearly wasn't that advert because the advert was clearly American. See, and all I've got in my head now is that line that's in the song that says, "I need a exorcist, not a psychiatrist." Yeah, that's yeah, all I've got now in my head. That's a fucking so, strange. Uh, I'm not sure if I can really call it a forgotten. This classic. is this is a turn up because I honestly thought you were going to bum the shit out of it. I, mean, I do. I, I love the song. I, I actually thought my, my, my instinct is well done, Gozi. You've brought two hidden masterpieces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is. I, I honestly don't feel like this is a hidden masterpiece because. If you ever go to a James show, this song comes on, the whole crowd goes wild, everybody knows it, everybody loves it. You just don't hear it on the radio. Yeah, everybody, everybody has gone to a James show because they well, maybe. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. I'm, I'm, I would go on this one. I know this song. And may I knew it straight away, yeah. and I'd, f- I forgot it, and yeah. as soon as I heard it, I, thought, I love this tune. Yeah, I'm, and I'm it the took same. Straight back. I, I de- I, it's definitely a classic. Don't get me wrong; it's definitely a classic. I'm just, I'm just not <clears> sure it was ever <throat> famous enough to be forgotten. I'm, I'm absolutely shocked. Definitely. I I thought you were going to ride the. I was going to ride this till the fucking cows yeah. came. I am. I'm shocked. So now, when she liked James, well, I thought. I thought I know. I, I, James. I like, I like I the sound. I'm not, not, not a huge fan. I, I, I should like James. I should check out more James. Really, I think we had this conversation about Beck last time you were on. Games. <laughs> we did. Yeah. yeah. Actually, again, they've got lots and lots of subsequent albums that are really worth looking at. Yeah. Girl yeah. at the End of the World is is an amazing album. Yeah. Uh, the whole album is good. It doesn't sound anything like Born of Frustration at all but mm. it, it is a real different kind of direction for them because in recent years they've embraced a little bit more of an electronic sound here and there as well and it, it really works and that whole album can be listened to in one sitting so that's another another tip okay. another tip for the top pop pickers I, I think, well, don't get me wrong I absolutely love the song it's a fantastic song I, th- I think Good. the thing about James is that their music is quite formulaic of that of that period and of that genre but, but I love that but you bring that guy's voice in and it it transcends him yeah. into something else because he's got such an instantly recognisable voice that, that yeah, he's they stop being like mock turtles level and it puts them somewhere else. Mm. You know, I mean, everybody knows sit down and, and I think this is as good as, if I'm honest. Yeah, probably I think so, yeah. So, it's just, yeah. It's two to one. Laid uh, is another amazing song from that same era. I'm, I'm abs- honestly, I'm absolutely shocked now. I thought I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to dig a hole and bury it and then come back later and, I don't know, just yeah. some... Well, just, Think it's a Weird shit with it. Yeah, just some David Gray stuff to it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh well. Well, anyway, uh, it, because it's, def- it's... it's definitely a forgotten classic, I think, because I, I remember it being played a lot back in the day, yeah, and so I haven't was. heard it played recently until today. Till today. I'm, I'm with you, Rich, and I'm with Goza. So yeah, James's Born of Frustration is a forgotten classic. Two for two. Yeah. Two for two. I'm, just, I'm just shocked. That's all. I'm just shocked. I, I really did think. I'll, I'll let you go yeah. last because I thought he's going to like ream this off and keep going and yeah. keep going. Wow. I don't know you at all, Neil. Who you are you, Neil? Who are you? He does Show like me what it. You've got. He didn't say he didn't like it, Wayne. He no, loved the just, song. He just didn't think it was a forgotten classic. He, he, just, he just thought I absolutely bummed off James. I really did, yeah. I, I, I don't. I just liked them a lot. I thought you would do because they sound like you too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, right, so yes, James's Born of Frustration is a forgotten classic. Yeah. And let's move on to Neil's favourite round. It's hardcore genre musical challenge mode, go! Last week I challenged, or last time, I challenged Rich to bring music from the genre of Black Midi. What Black Midi have you brought for us, Richard? So somebody, somewhere... Has done the, the was it Bohemian Rhapsody? It was Bohemian Rhapsody. Tell us all about Black Midi, Rich. What is it? What does it do? What it is is you've got some autistic people, some savances who they've they've learnt the piano by themselves in a week, and they've got bored because th- that's not challenging anymore. What they need to do is they need to go out and create some the same music, but with millions of notes and, and patterns and science and maths. And that, that that that's what it is. I, I think if you, if you're gonna listen to this, you need to watch the video as well, just to get an idea of what 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 it's doing. Because otherwise, you won't realise just how many notes are being played, and you'll never understand why. You just it it has to have been done by some sort of savants. Has to be. Oh, it's Goza. You start with this. Oh, really? Thanks for that. <laughs> well, let's move on to Neil. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was a little bit baffled by the whole thing, to be honest. I uh, I had I, I don't know what I was expecting. Because I'd never heard of Black Midi before, and it sort of sounded like it could have been really interesting, dark, it, like black metal. I was expecting like simplistic but evil dance music or something, <laughs> but um, no, <laughs> no, it really isn't that interesting, is it? it I, I watched the video, and again, there's lots of notes to recreate a song that you've heard lots uh, with lots and... less notes originally. Yeah. And I couldn't make up my mind what it was for. It, it seemed like some sort of training manual. I was, couldn't, couldn't make up my mind whether I was being hypnotised or not. And uh, now, I, now I've just got to buy Coca-Cola or something. But uh, yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was weird. I didn't understand it. That's how I feel about it. I found it interesting. I, found, I, I enjoyed the patterns that were being created while they, they were doing it. I didn't and make it through I, the whole video. I, I, I appreciate the maths goes behind it. It's, yeah, it's, it's clever. It's very clever, very clever, very pointless. Like I say, it's for somebody out there who's just got bored with normal music. Neil, pretty much exactly what Gozer said. <laughs> Wayne? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, the, first, the effect it had on me is like the first time I, uh, I stuck it on, I kind of thought, OK, so somebody's taken a classic rock tune and recreated it in the form of an 8-bit computer game. That's what it sounded like to me. And yeah, I just thought, yeah. why? But then, I more... I listened to it again. I think after having a conversation with you two about it, and sort of like it, it really, yeah, total confusion. That, that, that's what that's what I got from it to begin with. And when I when I sort of revisited it, 
great. Uh, having looked in, into a bit more of what what, uh, what Black Mage is, I could appreciate the like richness, the maths, and the patterns behind it. But again, why? so this is a cover of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. This song is about six minutes fifty something like that. Is it? Something I think like yeah. something like that. Yeah, it carries two million six uh, two million and sixty six thousand notes. Now this is absolutely right at the low end of the spectrum when it comes to Black Midi. Oh, so we've got trillions. Trillions. So this makes me think, this makes me think it can't have been done by people. This has to have been computer generated. Well, apparently the genre's roots um, can be traced back to the, I think, 17th or 18th century where you had something known as automatic instrument, impossible music. Yeah, the the Automatic instrumentation. You basically take, um, somebody invented something that was a bit like a harpsichord, but you you could feed, like, paper into it with holes printed in the paper. Yeah they're, called, yeah. yeah, they're called player pianos. That's what yeah. they're called. Yeah. I thought it'd be a lot more interesting name than that, but they're actually called player uh, pianos. Yeah, you know, like the start. I don't know if you, any, any of you saw the new season or the um, Westworld. You're going to say Westworld, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's in there. I, the, I, the best way to describe this is it's. You remember the old polyphonic ringtones? Yeah. Mm. Sort of like that. Yeah, um, it's nothing like that. Way there's no way those phones could have created. No, this, but the, I mean, the, in a very. But this is, this is what we're saying about why and about it all being yeah. pointless. Yes, I, I get that there's a lot more notes in, in Black Midi but that's what it sounds but it still like sounds, but it still sounds when, shit when, when you put all those notes together it, <laughs> it basically takes they, they kind of undo each other they cancel each other out and it ends up sounding think, more basic than it I, should I, I think, think that yeah, the point the, of this music isn't to be enjoyed it's to be it's admired yeah I think that's true that's the crux of it for me is that it's a cover of a famous song that I love but with all of the feel and joy sucked out of it yeah <laughs> Will it, do you know what I mean? Will it, That's the, um, it's mathematically <laughs> brilliant. That doesn't make it great. It's a song you love recreated as a maths test. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> s- sort of. I, I admire, I, I, as uh, Richie said, I, I sort of, you could admire the the effort that's gone into it but why will it, will it surprise <laughs> I think maybe this know? could have been a bad example because there's that much out there maybe I didn't I probably didn't search hard enough I just saw Bohemian Absolutely Black Midi yeah that'll do there might be some good examples out there we still haven't got to the bottom of why it, okay, it, had, it, it had its roots in the 17th century right. long before they had Midi right. why is I think it Wayne was about Black to tell us, Midi I'm, I'm trying I'm trying <laughs> Really please, am. please tell us, Wayne. But why, why, Wayne? Why? Will it surprise anybody to know that this comes from Japan? <laughs> it, it might have been. Yeah. Oh, you, this you, is... you just, you just explained it. Yeah. Say no more. So, this Wayne, first... this... Wayne, Wayne. It's like no. I always say: you think you're good at something, or you're good at the piano. No, there's always an autistic Japanese person somewhere better. This, this. <laughs> It's big in Japan. That explains why the youth of today are not having any Who babies said? in Japan. They're too busy programming. <laughs> what, they need midi. Is, what they need black is some midi. David Gray. Yes. <laughs> Has anybody tried to black midi David Gray? Oh, imagine that. Uh, well, You're not going to um, be having any fun with that, are you, Richie? <laughs> <laughs> Who said it was reminding them of an 8-bit video Me. game? You. Right, so the first Black Mini <coughs> song was used in a video game called, I think it's called 2-2, that is the game. 2-2, <laughs> and 2-2, uh, UN Owen. Oh, that's, that's, sorry, that's the, yeah, that's the name of the song, it's 2-2. And the song's called UN Owen Was Her, Death Waltz. And this, <laughs> the, the first... The first Black Midi song was... What, what, an, was, it, what was the game was used in? 2-2. Uh, 2-2 oh, was two, the game. Two, yeah. was it, what was it on? Was it like in the 80s or something? I have no... No, it's 2009. 
That's where Black Media originates from. Oh, right. So only only 10 years old, and it featured on an extra level boss called Embodiment of the Scarlet Devil. The notes can range into the trillions, is what it says. Even the description is boring. Oh, right. See, so, the thing is, yeah. if you, if you, if, can you imagine how the foil size, the, the WAV foil size of something like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, I've got it. It's uh, people uh, people who make black midi songs are known as blackers. Are they? God, they really are. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is enough to give you a fucking aneurysm if I'm honest. And I watched. Uh, I mean, they they managed two million notes in six minutes. That song, the UNO in song, is about five and a half billion in three minutes fifty two. It's wow. just ridiculous. You know, they press every single key at one point to, to create like a bang. It's it, it, just give it a watch. It's incredible. Yeah, I, but I mean, basically, I might just. Take your word for it. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> actually, actually, it's all right. It's, it, as, as well, a, the thing is, Wayne, yeah. when you when you're hitting that many notes that fast in that man's time, you you're not really are you you can't. It's sequence mate. It's, 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 it's programmed. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it ain't somebody you, you couldn't play it live. What I'm saying is, so many notes stop being single notes; they just become one note. Oh well, yeah. So yeah, hundred exactly. notes suddenly become one note. I think that's what I was saying earlier. Mm. So, you know, they cancel each other out. Yeah. And, Sounding. I mean, the basic. the entire genre is basically about one and manship. Uh, yeah. one that's all it's about. Who can get the most notes? Yeah. And you know. Oh, you've managed. Well, somebody's billion. lost. Right. I'm gonna size try seven billion. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. You managed seven billion. Show me what you got. Uh, right. So I have no idea if this is a good example or not, but I enjoyed researching it. It was quite it insightful. Was, it was interesting. Yeah. We've probably talked more about this than we have about yeah. this, John. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely confused us all. <laughs> yeah. I actually. I, it was all right. I didn't listen to this one to be honest. I listened about thirty seconds and went. I'll just listen to Bohemian Rhapsody. Is much better. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Whose turn is it next time for the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode? Go. Is it? I've rich? got to choose for you, haven't I? I think so. So you're not there with the Bible. Have you got a genre in mind? I've got. I've, I do. Yes. Oh my god, he's got a genre and everything now. Black gaze. Okay. <laughs> So, Black Gaze, okay. I'm reading from the Bible, is a fusion between black metal and shoegaze. Oh, fuck, I'm wow. totally up for that. <laughs> that sounds good. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. That's going to be like a... Look at me feet. Look at me feet. <laughs> Very good. And now we move on to the last section of the show, which is the artist... Artist Spot Liggett. We move on to the artist spotlight now, which is goes to good speed. What song are you bringing for the artist spotlight, Goza? A song of mine called "The Key Broke Off Clean in the Lock." Very good, very good. Tell us all about it. How it came to be? It came to be because I wrote it and then recorded it. Excellent. And next time on the <laughs> <laughs> it's a song that was based on an actual key breaking in an actual lock and uh, some. Oh, other... I thought it was metaphorical. Yeah, it, you will well, literally well, write a song about fucking anything. I will. Yes. <laughs> But not, but not a song about me fucking anything. I won't write a song about that. If you write um, a song about you fucking anything while listening to David Gray. Yeah, maybe I'll write a song called Richie Will Fuck Anything. <laughs> Imagine if the key that broke off clean in the lock was a metaphor for fucking... That would be painful. Well, who knows? Maybe it works on a, a variety of different levels. What I was going to say is the actual uh, act of a key breaking off in a lock was the kind of instigation for me to put together a load of disparate ideas that I'd had that formed the basis of the song. So there's a reference to some waste ground, which is a real place where I used to play when I was a kid. There's a lot of dreamscape-style stuff, and it all gets a bit kind of surreal. But it's based based on... It's more of a kind of a experimental song than a lot of my other stuff, is what I was going to say. And that's hopefully present in the instrumentation as well, because it starts as an acoustic song and uh, pushes into quite sort of... Um, some, some sort of 
symphonic uh, areas as well. There's a bit of a, it's, it's a bit more of some interesting electronic <clears throat> layers in there as well. Yeah, I don't know if any of you've listened to the song, but yeah, that definitely comes idea. across. That does, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it, it 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 starts off as you say, like it goes a good speed song, and then and then elevates and elevates and elevates. Not that I'm saying goes a good speed songs aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> Damning me with the faintest praise possible. Um, I'm just interested that there's a typical goes a good speed song. That's good for me. I like that. Well, it's all about the development of my have. brand, baby. I really like. Do you use a bit of slide guitar towards the end of this? Is it? No, I don't play slide guitar. At all. Well, I do, mm. but I play it very badly, so I don't play it on a record. What am I thinking of then? There's, there's something that, that comes in a bit later. I tell you it's what. Just, I, I tell you what it is. Very late in the song, there's a, a guest spot by a mandolin player, a real demon of a mandolin player called Davy Dodds, who was a very famous lead singer of a prog rock band called Red Jasper in the 80s and 90s. Uh, he did Peace. Well, maybe, maybe, but you'd have to have heard of Red Jasper, I guess, who was still going, but they had a very, very big following. And again, they were kind of big in Europe. He took a break from music for 21 years and then got offered another record deal a couple years ago because the Unthanks, you probably have heard of, uh, yes. covered, covered his song Magpie and it became a massive hit for them. And so interest in Davey resurged he got offered another record deal we met at a gig a couple of years ago and became fast friends and now so yeah he plays a bit of mandolin on the end of it as a bit of surprise mandolin that's, that's so there you go I'm thinking of yeah it, <clears throat> I'm not I'm not damning bit my of slide break. mandolin yeah I, I like I like <laughs> that it does progress I like that it sort of the, the word of, of the podcast is ethereal and it goes mm-hmm. a bit ethereal you know and, and you get that bit of reverb and a bit of delay on your voice as well yeah it gets a bit yeah, spacy yeah. for sure yeah that's um, that's the word a bit spacy yeah i liked yeah. it a lot i thought it was i thought it was really that's the idea it's the closest thing to a sort of sci-fi song that i've written so far basically yeah, it's really it's really good cool. i like the way you the you word the um you word the words in the song you know the way it flows you don't sing them spot on it you've got your dialect and your the phrasing thank you neil it's a bit late and I'm tired. That's what it is. <laughs> there's I'm a lot of reference yeah. in the song to sort of some surrealist imagery and, and what have you. And there's also a reference to uh, Penrose Nightmare. I don't know if you've seen the Penrose Staircase, which is diagram. Oh, it's of, it's an impossible staircase. Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah, it's. I was obsessed when I was writing the, the EP, it, which is called Impossible to Pick Up. It was partly inspired by impossible objects. So things that exist in concept, but not in reality. And this song was a direct result of all of that. Like so Bitcoin. <laughs> like Bitcoin, yeah. Like, uh, like Black what's Widow. it called? Elysia, whatever it's called. <laughs> Ethereum. Ethereum. Ethereum is another cryptocurrency that I've just uh, heard about. Yeah, don't, don't invest in that. Get your, get your <laughs> Ethereum from me, folks. <laughs> I, 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 I absolutely love the song. Um, He's got a very dark tone to it, I thought, which I, I always love in, in songs. You bum off dark tone. I, I do, I do bum off dark music. Uh, I love, um, was it a didgeridoo that sort of came into uh, sort of, sort of towards the start there was a very sort of a, or ab- no it's, ab- it's not did you do, it's, a, it's a simp it's just a simp yeah. yeah you know what I'm talking about though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. very it's all dark well in the song yeah I thought that, no, I love the lyrics I'm a bit disappointed really that it was literally about a key <laughs> or inspired by a key breaking off in a lock because I was just getting so much I, I was I, I, I started thinking about this concept and it kind of took me into a whole other realm it's, about, it's sorry I was going to say it isn't uh, that although it was a literal event that that's the whole point is that it sparked off a whole set of metaphorical stuff for me yeah. so 
Yeah. I'm, I'm glad because it's like, you know, I started thinking about the whole concept of a key breaking off in a lock and I thought, you know, that's that's worse than not having a key in the first place. You know, you've got a locked door. It's it's locked. You can't get in. But you've actually got a key for that door and, you know, you, you've got the means to get into that door but the bastard thing breaks off. You'll never get into that door. And listen that's to it's, David it's, Gray and have sex. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, that's that line in, in the song, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, it describes the, the door to everything the thing that you don't have but the key yeah. broke off clean in the lock it's like you'll never get it now and it's like I kind of got from it that it's like you almost got there but maybe you were being a little bit enthusiastic and that's why the key broke off you know you twisted it a bit too hard you got a bit overexcited you've been maybe and then you the and then you you're stuck in a rut and you're stuck in yeah. uh, an endless pattern that keeps repeating itself and that's basically what the song refers to God, in I numerous ways oh thanks I'm glad <clears throat> well that's a relief <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it was intentional or, or if this is the fact but you're, I seem to feel you take a bit of influence from David Gray and I wouldn't have thought it until <laughs> until Wayne stuck did, a, my, did the, my song make you feel horny is that what you're trying to say no no no, no, no. <laughs> you don't want to have no. sex to the key broke off cleaning the lock <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that could be very unfortunate. <laughs> on the, sorry, sorry, on the, Richie. Please on go the, on. On the Spotify playlist that Wayne created, uh, he always puts the the songs on so we can listen to them. And he put your song right next to the David Gray song. And I was listening to the David Gray song, and then yours came on. And I thought, well, who's this? Oh, but what's this? It's another David Gray song. And it's. Uh, <laughs> It was. I, I probably wasn't listening properly, but your voice sounds. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's a, there's a lot you. I, I feel you've taken from David Gray. Well, he has. He's definitely been an influence on me over the years, for sure. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not intentional. It's not but, a bad uh, influence. No, no. Well, I don't think so. Anyway, but your mileage may vary. But uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, it's definitely in there. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably the most. I, I, I'm very into a bit of uh, psychedelia and a bit of kind of um, spacescape style stuff in my music uh, here and there. And there's probably going to be a little bit more of that on on the next thing that I put out as well. So there you go. So you, nice. you're gonna gonna be working with anybody else in order to create that, or you're gonna do all the psychedelia stuff on guitar? There uh, there will be lots of different things. Basically, I'm in the middle at the moment of finishing off what's probably going to be my most significant piece of work yet it's a seven track mini album and that i'm working on with a full band basically a full team of session players uh, who i know from another band called whistlebelly in plymouth i'm working at a place called whistlewood studios and so we're getting some pretty i think pretty exciting results so i'm looking forward to putting that out um a bit later in the year very cool how's very that cool. how's that gonna work when you gig are you gonna well, take like, them with uh, you uh, for, uh the intention is to present it however i can in whatever way i can so all of the songs can still be played by me and as you know i Acoustically. use a loop, yeah and as you, well but as you know i use a loop pedal and lots of effects on the guitar anyway to kind of build lots of layers into songs when i play live just by myself but i'll have i'm aiming to have at least bass and drums for a few dates as well and build the yeah. instrumentation up and do some hopefully quite exciting shows uses a loop pedal um plays three gigs in a weekend are you sure you're not ed sheeran <laughs> <laughs> no I, my bank balance says otherwise Hmm. So what's coming up sold next? Out yet. What's that? What's coming up? Yeah, next I haven't sold yet. I think that's the that's the <laughs> issue. <laughs> Very good. What's that? What's what's next on the horizon for you, Gozer? Well, there's that basically. I've got um, uh, I've got to finish that. Hopefully, that that's going to happen you, this no, month. Greedy bastard. So seven seven track album, and then a full summer of festivals that I'm doing, and and lots of other live dates, 
Was this all down in Plymouth? Not all, not all down in Plymouth. Across Devon and Cornwall, basically. So down the south. Down in the south. Don't say it so disdainfully. The south well, no, so is I was the best say, part of the UK. I was going to say if you were coming a bit further <laughs> north, we'd probably come down. But I'm not travelling. But down would there. you? Would Just you really? Yeah, maybe. Would you? No. We, we, should, we, should, do a, we should do a day <laughs> trip. It's a Plymouth's lovely part of the world. Yeah, I can drive now. Oh, I'll drive. I'll, I'll, I'll chuck you some petrol on my way oh, I'll drive. You should come down. I'd love to can see we, you all in person. Can we stop at a Starbucks? Yeah. yeah. I don't like Starbucks. I feel like, I feel yeah, like, I like we have an obligation to meet, you know. Well, you ought to. We're practically related now that like we've done uh I mean, yeah, we, we will do it. Let's be honest. If one of us ever was taken in on a podcast, you could always stand in, you know, how fucking stupid we are. So. Well, I'm always <laughs> glad to do that. And it's become a sort of um, a, a tradition now, hasn't it? to have me on it's like your obligation like we're <laughs> obligated to have goes on for another fucking episode just because that's the way it's always been no, why it's we, not because we, it's good it's just because that's the way it's always been it's because he gets us that's it you, you, <laughs> you, you complete us oh how nice how nice well i'm always we happy to come on as you know i do love it we couldn't have you couldn't have you as we couldn't i have genuinely a... thought you just called me a then i, I, I really did, did. I did. Didn't you think that? I honestly thought he did. I was about to say I can't edit that out. Yes, good. Brilliant. No, we couldn't have. We could, unfortunately we couldn't have you as a, a host. A goes as we we have to stick to schedules and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at that. And you need a reliable so internet connection. <laughs> yeah, oh man, honestly, it was terrible last week, wasn't it? I don't think we even got you. Did we even get you around the... No, we didn't, did we? No, we I had all, line, we? we had all we, we kinds messaged. of problems mm. here. It was, it was, it would have been funny had I not been so irritated by <laughs> the whole thing. But yes. uh, yeah, well, never anyway, mind. so we, sorry about that. We got here in the end. this week, and we've David Grayed you, and um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, see, and I'll, everything I'll, else. I don't think you had an internet problem. I think you did it for tradition's sake. (laughs) So, uh, we've rounded up to the end of the show. Our special guest goes at Goodspeed. Thank you as always. It's always a pleasure to speak to you when when we finally get to speak to you. Uh, That's it. Thanks when, a lot. When, yeah, when the, all the moons and suns align and we, the internet actually works for us, yes. That's it. Thank you so much. Good luck Thank with the new. Uh, good luck with the new seven. The gatekeeper and the key master align, <laughs> and the key breaks off cleaning the lock. The, the key oh, off there you go. <laughs> Brilliant. Now there you go. He's on fire tonight. He really is. He's, he's got rid of the cold and he's just he's on fire. That's that many puns tonight now. That's, That's a few. That's a few. Yeah. So good luck with the seven track. Uh, mini album coming out thank you very much all the festivals coming up in the summer thanks a uh, lot you can follow Goza where can they follow you Goza where can they find you basically the best thing is just to go to the website so it's gozagoodspeed.co.uk and then you can find me everywhere Facebook, Twitter Instagram even though I'm not that good at Instagram let's face it yeah just put my name into a search engine you get all the relevant bump very good very good you can find us pretty much everywhere just type by HHTMPC on, on Google or you have an this music podcast into Google and you'll find us on the first page. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Are we on Instagram, Rich? Yeah. You are yeah. You are on Instagram. Yeah. I know We're that. on Instagram. You can find the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. Anywhere there's a podcast, basically. Tune in. Have we got to say something about this competition? So congratulations to, to Ben Webby. And uh, the submission that you gave us will be passed on to the uh, the record labels that have contacted us, and we will be in place with you concerning uh, an episode of the B sides. Well done, Ben. Yes, well done. Well done, Ben. Well done, Ben. Right, so we ran up to the end of the show. Next time, the three of us bring head to head, and our special guest is Hunt Us. Is that right, Rich? Hunt Us, yeah. 
Yes, Hunters. They've been a Hunters. guest on the B-side. Go back and check those guys out. Uh, they'll be bringing a hidden masterpiece and a forgotten classic. Then the Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Intense Challenge. Intense Hardcore Genre Musical Challenge won't go. He's Richard's chosen for me, and I will be bringing the music of Black Gaze. <laughs> and then we finish up with the Artist Spotlight, which will be brought by Hunters. All that's really left to say over we've reached the end of the show is, uh, I've been Wayne. I've been Neil. I've been Richie. I've been Goza. Thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Goodbye. Roll around, roll around. The key broke off clean in the lock. You've been stumbling around the cold waste ground. So we come when the wheels fall out. And I'm on the outside, but you're on the outer rim. You're looking at me as I look at you again. Rolling around, falling down. Stairs the giant, stairs the giant, stairs. You've been stumbling around, tumbling around. Trapped in a Penrose nightmare. And I'm out of the loop. You're endlessly looping And I'm looking at you As you look at me looking Maybe behind the star Is something you haven't already got But you keep
Help Jews in Poverty at helpjewsnow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit helpjewsnow.org. That's helpjewsnow.org. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.